Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Victoriously Anointed Podcast. I am so glad that you could join me for day two on King David. So today I want to talk about the infamous story of David and Goliath. Um, if every, if you've been in Sunday school or if you've been in church a while, I'm pretty sure that you've heard the story of David and Goliath and how David slew um, the giant um, called Goliath. And we're going to take a little bit um, deeper look into the story of David and Goliath um, just to kind of um, gain some more insight and background into it. And if you are interested in knowing exactly where that story is, it's in 1 Samuel um, 16 and 17, I believe, is where you can kind of start. I'm going there um, in the story of David and Goliath and to kind of read it in your free time. So as long as David was holding, uh, hiding, I'm sorry, as long as David was hiding in the comforts of Saul's shadow. And the reason why I say this is if you listen to the podcast on last week, uh, we talked about how um, David won favor with King Saul and how he brought him in as his armor bearer. And so now we're going to kind of go into the fact of um, David um, being uh, Saul's armor bearer. And this is this is where I'm getting this from. It's kind of like as long as David was holding the comfort and the comforts of Saul's shadow, helping and aiding him, Saul was okay with David. But it wasn't until David's shining moment in, ba- in battle produced higher accolades than King Saul that his heart for David changed. His heart for David changed because um, when they came back, actually when they came back from battle, it wasn't it wasn't because David slew Goliath. It wasn't because um, he helped them to go into uh, accomplish the victory. It wasn't because of that. It was when um, the high the praise began to occur um, from the battle, um, and there were women that were praising and they were saying Saul Saul slayed his ten thousand his his thousand and David slayed his ten thousand. So when Saul heard that. That was when um, his heart kind of changed for David. Um, uh, the singers gave um, David higher praise than him. Um, if you don't know about the story of David and Goliath, you can go, like I said, to Samuel 17, which is the um, New Te- which is the um, which is in the Old Testament, and you will uh, meet the Philistines. Um, the whole basis of their winning um, this war against the people of God was because of this giant called Goliath. Um, the Philistines were the uh, enemy of Israel, and so the whole they were ba- they were winning they were um, basing their winning on the fact that they had someone who was bigger than the people of Israel. And so uh, before David uh, um, stepped into the battle scene, because he wasn't a he wasn't a soldier at this time. He was just, um, he was still within the uh, palace Kings. Um, he was still, uh, living within the palace. And so, uh, when they went off to war, his, um, his, bro- his older brothers went, um, uh, three of his oldest brothers. And then, uh, he went back home to his father's house. Um, uh, he went back home to his father's house because the King had King Saul had led the um, army into battle. And so, um, no one wanted to fight Goliath. And so since no one wanted to fight Goliath, that create an opportunity for God to be able to move and for God to be able to work. So David goes back home to tend to the sheep and his father tells him, Hey, go take this food to um, your brothers. Go take this food to the camp. Go take this to your brothers. And so um, Jesse, David's father sends him off to the camp where his brothers are fighting in order to bring them food. And when David gets there, he begins to see that, you know, no one is this big old giant that no one is fighting. Um, No one is fighting. And he wants to know who is this, um, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that dares come up against um, the army of the li- of the of the living God? He wants to know um, who this um, uncircumcised um, Philistine was. And the reason why he says uncircumcised because um, Israel they did circumcision, and circumcision was cutting the foreskin of the flesh for males, um, which was um, a covenant that was established with Abraham. And so he wanted to know uh, why no one was wanting to fight him. So Goliath scared the armies of Israel because um, they were focused on his size. They forgot who was the one who helped them to win wars in the first place. Um, so they were they were busy being bullied by Goliath. And but God was intervening. God was intervening, intervening. So Jesse tells um, David to go and take this food. And when David gets there, um, this is what he finds. So when you have a heart to serve, some things you walk into not really knowing that God prepared you for what you didn't know you were going to walk into. 
David didn't know that he was going to walk into a battle scene and not see the battle uh, and not see the battle going on. He didn't know that he was going to walk into the battle scene and see this big old giant that was pretty much um, scaring the, the Isra Israel, the army. He didn't know that he was going to walk into that. But David finds their Goliath taunting and daring the people to fight. But no one was willing to face him. No one was willing to face this one called Goliath. So what does David do? David, um, eventually he tells them, you know, I'll do it. So, so sometimes while you are, sometimes while you are busy serving, you walk into messy situations and God sends you in those messy situations to be the solution to the problem that nobody else has the courage to face. Did you hear what I said? Sometimes God will allow you to walk into some situations in your life. Sometimes we look at situations and we be like, man, we see this big old huge problem. But God is a problem solver. And sometimes um, when you, especially when you have God within you, if you have the Holy Spirit living within you, God sometimes wants to use you as a solution to a problem so he can show that, so that he can show, be glorified. And so David um, got into this messy situation that was going on that nobody else has the courage to face um because sometimes god knows um and you may be like you may be have the courage before you go in you may have the courage while you're there you may not have the courage to do it but either way if god sent you in he can whether you have it or whether you don't have it if you don't have it god will give you the courage to be able to face it and if you do have it god will um, use that courage um to do what it is that um needs to be done because god is a problem solver and furthermore he was still their defender. He was still the Israel's defender. So David asked them in verse 26, can you? So David asked them in verse 26 uh, um, concerning this, this, this Goliath. Um, can you imagine this kid stating to, uh, stating to these grown men who are soldiers and saying, what shall be done? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Can you imagine this kid coming in and looking at and looking at up at the soldiers like, uh, what y'all what y'all doing? <laughs> like what y'all doing? Y'all supposed to be out there fighting. So David knew who they belonged to. Um, he recognized who they who they had forgotten. It's God that fights for the it's God that fights the battle for us. He recognized that you know uh, we belong to the Lord. We belong to God, and it's Him that's our defender. And something that they they weren't really focused on that they were focused on what they were facing. So Eliab, which is David's um, older brother, he gets upset that David is inquiring about this thing. Uh, he gets upset about it. But this challenge doesn't prevent or stop David from stepping into purpose. It doesn't stop him. He's not thrown off by the fact that uh, his brother came in and criticized him. He, he isn't thrown off about that. Um, his mind is set on some something needs to be done. Something needs to be done about this, uh, this giant called Goliath. So David goes before Saul and Saul allows him to do it. Saul allows him to, um, to, to, um, go in and fight Goliath. He, he allows it seeing that David ser is serious and no one else dare, um, come forward. Um, so no one else has stepped up for the challenge. So, uh, he, <laughs> David stepped up for it. Um, so David didn't know, uh, anything about, you know, the army gear. It said he hasn't, he hadn't tested it yet. So it kept falling off of him because he was, he was too small for it. He, uh, he was too small for it. So he stuck with what he knew. He stuck with what he knew because if you read anything about the story of David's life, um, you know, that he took down a lion and a bear. Um, and so, um, this Goliath that was, he was facing was no different to, um, than that lion and that bear to him. Um, and those are some pretty strong animals when you think about a lion and a bear, but God gave him the strength to overcome it. And he trusted God in such a way that, um, he was, um, he was willing to face Goliath. And that, that tells me that sometimes God will allow certain things in your house, in your life to happen to you in order to prepare you for the different things that you're going to have to come into contact with the different things that you're going to have to face. Um, so David, th that lion and that bear, I believe um, is a, it was a helper to help kind of build David's confidence before he met his destiny of having to defeat Goliath. So he stuck with what he knew. Um, so he, uh, he understood that it's God who fights for us. Spiritually, he understood that physically, he was going to go grab him some sling shots and, a st and some five smooth stones. So even though spiritually he knew that uh, that God was the one who fought for him, he also understand uh, understood that there was also a physical thing that was connected to it as well. He also understood that, you know, there I'm still going to need something in my hand in order to take Goliath down. 
Sometimes we uh, we apply the spiritual aspect of things to our lives, but we forget about the realities that are around us, that there are things that also kind of you have to um, do in order to get the manifestation of the things that happen within the physical world. Um, you can't expect to. You can't expect to have a smoothie if you don't go and prepare the ingredients in order to get that smoothie. Um, and so um, it's kind of like that. So um, David understood the spiritual side of it. It's going to be the Lord that fights for me. But I'm going to prepare myself in such a way that I'm going to go get five smooth stones. And I'm going to give me a slingshot. And I'm going to um, I'm going to expect the Lord to really show up for me and using these uh, five smooth stones in the slingshot. And I know that it had to have been God that led him to be able to get these tools, um, even if he maybe recognized it then or if he didn't recognize it then. Um, and, but he went and he got those things. And David had to have been a man of strategy. So he had to have been when he picked up these stones, he had to have thought of a strategy of how I'm going to take this thing out. I'm pretty sure he probably strategized when he took down the lion. I'm pretty sure he probably strategized when he took down the bear. He had to find a strategy because he understood that these these creatures are physically stronger than me. These creatures are physically stronger than me. He understood that Goliath is strong. He's, he's, he's bigger than me. He's stronger than me. But God is going to allow me to discover a weakness where I can take him down. Um, and so um, when God is with you, he'll give you the strategy for whatever it is that you need to get done, done. Um, God has a plan. He, when it says that God has a plan for our lives, he has a plan for our lives. And he'll give you the strategy in order for that plan to be implemented And or if you seek him. If you seek him, if you understand and you recognize that, you know, it's the Lord that fights for me. It's the Lord that goes before me. It's the Lord that defends me. It's the Lord who steps in. It's the Lord. Um, and so um, David understood this. So with courage and God's backing, David steps up to the battlefield alone, carrying the bare minimum. He didn't have on the um, gear like the soldiers had on. He was just out there with his slingshot and his stones and with the Lord. He was out there with the Lord. So two things I want you to gain from this one, sometimes you have to step up onto the battlefield of whatever you may be facing in life alone. Sometimes you have to do it alone. Just you, just you and God and your courage and confidence in God to see you through not only is going to help win the battle for you, but everyone connected to David, everyone connected everyone connected David stepped up to this giant alone in order to win the victory for thousands a whole nation so even though David stepped up to Goliath alone he wasn't just fighting this battle for himself he was fighting this battle so that he could help the whole nation of Israel to win sometimes God will put you in situations and you feel alone because you sometimes you are alone and it's just you and God it's just you and God and that's the moment when you have to really lean and depend and trust in God and trust him to be your strength trust him to be your confidence trust that he's going to give you the plan he's going to give you the blueprint he's going to give you the strategy in order to defeat whatever it is you may be facing so David stepped up to Goliath alone in order to take down the thing that they thought was going to win the war for them which was Goliath which was Goliath and in doing so and in taking down and in order and in, in doing so and stepping up to Goliath alone and trusting that God was his defender it helped to build the courage of the army can you just imagine that? Imagine this this kid going out there who wasn't um, who wasn't ready to be uh, um, within the army yet because he wasn't. I, I don't believe I don't believe he was of age yet. Um, but going out into this battlefield uh, with this big old huge giant and they and they allowing it and then um, um, taking this giant down. So and the second thing that I want you to get from this, the second thing is God can work with whatever you have. And allow you to win and gain victory with where you are in life. David didn't have much. He didn't even have the proper clothing to go into battle. He didn't have the proper, he didn't have the proper um, armor and gear with him because he couldn't fit it. But he had the right kind of defense system, the de right kind of defense system backing him. If God is backing you, that's all the defense you need. And God will give you time to grow. God will give you time to um, get to wherever you need to be because eventually David is going to grow up. He's going to be king and he's going to be able to put on the battle clothes. But he was at a point in his life where, hey, I, God, you can use me to take down this Goliath. I'll stand up in courage. I don't I can't dress like a soldier dress, Lord God, but I'll be a soldier for you. And I trust that you're going to help me to grow into this clothing. But he took um, so he took Goliath down. God can work with where you are. 
He can work with what you have. And guess what? He'll build your experience before you get there. Some things you're headed towards um, and your experience that you're going through now or that you've been through, God is preparing you for um, the thing that you're, you're going to have to face in life, um, the victory that he's going to give you in life. Um, so sometimes when we're faced with different problems and different situations and different things like that, you have to know that God is the problem fixer. He's a, he's a, um, he has the solution to whatever problem you may be facing. Um, and the question is, sometimes we ask God, why, 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 why? And sometimes it's just because um, God needs you to see that, hey, I, can, I have the solution for this. And sometimes you need to see that God can work a solution um, through you. Sometimes you need to see God as a, um, the solution. So David tells Goliath in verse 45 of chapter 17, after this giant mocks and laughs at him, he mocks him and laughs at him. Um, you come to me, you come to me with sword and with a spear and with a shield. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God, the arm, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you has defied, whom you have defied. You have defied, you have not only defied Israel, you, you see us, but the thing about it, you don't see the God that we serve, that you are actually defying by coming up against his people because God cares about his people. You have come up against the people of God. And because you have come up against the people of God, you have defied God. And so that's what David saw it as. That's how God, um, David saw it. So I, and I believe I would go far as to say by, by this statement, um, he was offended by it, <laughs> offended by the fact, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you? Have you ever looked at people and you was like, how dare you? How dare you? How dare you try that? How dare you do this? So this day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands. He said, because of, because of the thing that you have done, because of what you have done, because you have mocked and because you have teased and because you have laughed, because you have defied the armies of God, this day, the Lord is going to deliver you into my hands. He spoke that thing out in faith. He spoke what he wanted to, he spoke what the end result was going to be. And he was, and God was standing with him. He spoke what he, the end result was going to be. God going to deliver you into my hand. So go ahead and sit there and laugh. Go ahead and sit there and mock. I that ain't even going to be off put by that. I'm not even going to be. That's not even going to discourage me because I recognize whose I am and who I am. And I'm going to step up to this plate and allow God to be God. I'm going to allow God to show you who he is. So right there, David, uh, David makes the dedication of faith that I'm not even trusting in the weaponry I have in my hand I'm coming he wasn't trusting I'm like I, I got this he I got these these weapons that fit me in my hand but I'm, I'm trusting in God I'm trusting in God to do this uh I'm trusting my confidence is knowing who's fighting for me uh confidence you have to be confident being confident in this very thing um that he which had begun a good work within you that's God God is the one who does the work God is the one who your confidence should be built up in because the word tells us don't place any confidence in our flesh. Don't place any confidence in our flesh. Um, and what I mean by that is not saying that you shouldn't carry confidence. I'm, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is sometimes you, you, when you begin to place a lot of confidence in yourself that you can do it and I can do this and I can do that. Um, and you don't really recognize who's the one that's helping you. Um, that's how you can kind of get high minded. That's how you can kind of get into pride. Um, when you begin to, that's how you kind of forget to recognize your own weaknesses, that you are a human being and human being have uh, weaknesses and different things like that. So you got to place your confidence in God that, um, Lord Jesus, um, I believe that you're going to help me in my deficiencies. I believe Lord God, that you're helping me even with the things that you have given me strength to do i believe lord god that um you're helping me because um i don't know the future i don't know what tomorrow is going to hold i don't know what the five next five seconds are going to hold and because i don't know that um, i'm trusting you to lead and to guide me and my confidence is in you to do whatever it is i need to get done in my life um, confidence, placing confidence in God. So the Lord of hosts, he's the Lord of hosts. He's our defender, our shield, our, sh our, our shield. Um, he's the, he's our sword. Um, and he's the one that is going to allow me to take you down. Um, so the Lord is going to deliver you to my, uh, he's going to deliver you to me is what he told Goliath. Um, not by my power or my might, but by the Lord's not by, it wasn't by David's power, or his might it was, but by the Lord's. Because David, had, I mean, uh, not David, but God had to give um, David the direction and where to aim the stone. Because if he would have aimed it at his foot, that wouldn't have like, <laughs> that wouldn't have been good. He could have aimed at his knee. 
because you would think, you know, aiming at his knee and it knock him down. That might not have been enough force. And it was at the front and not the back. So he had to aim it in, a, in the right spot, in the right direction. Because David could have went and got those slingshots and those stones. But if he didn't know the direction of the angle, then he wouldn't have taken Goliath down. Sometimes we have the tools that we need, but we need God to, in order to, in order to apply the proper tools effectively, we need God to give us a strategy and show us how to do the thing. We can have all of the information in the world about how to do something. And sometimes it's still don't pull together. Sometimes it's still don't pull together. Sometimes uh, the problem don't go away because, and after you've sought God for the tools and you've done your research and you've done all that and you've done whatever it is that you need to do to pull all the tools together because David went and got the tools, then you have to place your confidence in God that God, I believe that you're going to give me the strategy on how to tackle whatever it is I may be facing in life. Um, so um, you can't, you can't um, count God. That's why you got to take God out. God, that's why you got to take God on your journey with you. So the point in the moment of victory for everyone, the Philistines, okay, I'm sorry. Let me go back. David smote the Philistine in the forehead with the stone. He, um, he knocked him off of his feet. He knocked him off of his feet. David wasn't behind him. They, they were, they were facing each other. They were facing each other. So God gave him a direction and an angle. This is how you get him off of his feet. Strat that took strategy, you guys. That took strategy. And, now, and I know that that strategy came from God. That came from God. Uh, it came from God. Um, just um, just knowing that um, God will give you the strategy to face whatever it is that you're facing in life. Um, it's such a blessing. And sometimes we have to um, just be willing to seek God for the strategy. Um, and it also, it just testifies that God was with David. We're going to keep on reading. So the point in the moment of victory, when he, when he knocked Goliath off of his feet with one throw, it took one stone. And then he took Goliath's sword. He didn't have a sword. He took Goliath's sword and slew him, cut off his head with his sword. He took Goliath down. He took him down. So the point in the moment of victory for everyone, the Philistines fled when he took the, the big thing down, sometimes we like to tackle the small stuff first and then work on the big stuff. But sometimes you got to focus on that big thing because uh, or that or that big giant or whatever, you know, the big thing. And the reason why I say that is because I'm going to read this. The, the, mo the point in the moment of victory for everyone, the Philistines fled from the armies of Israel when they saw that Goliath went down and it was this little bitty boy that came up and slew him. They ran. They, their whole defense system was based on this one giant, this one giant that probably could stump on them like they were cockroaches. When that, when he went down, when he went down, uh, that, that was, they, that was pretty much they whole, I'm pretty sure that probably was a whole battle plan <laughs> was on based on the basis of Goliath. And they probably got um, cocky and arrogant, seeing that nobody from the army would come up against Goliath. And they probably thought they had this in a bag until he went down. Sometimes you, you, when you see the size of the problem, you have to know that you have a God who is bigger that can take that problem down. And when the big thing is taken care of, it'll take care of the small stuff. Sometimes you can't always focus on the small stuff first. Sometimes you have to go straight for the big thing. <laughs> sometimes you got to go straight for the big thing. You have to sometimes, and this lets me know that I've never seen it like that before. I've never seen it um, and, and it's, um, like quite like this before. I mean, I've, I've seen uh, uh, the fact that, you know, David uh, went after Goliath and God allowed him to do that. But I never really just uh, kind of put it intentionally concerning life where it's sometimes uh, we focus so much on the little things, the little small stuff a lot. And then sometimes the little small stuff is connected to one big problem that you may have. And that one big problem is a thing that God needs you to focus on because that one big thing is going to take care of the little small things. I'm not saying it's always in life that you go after the big thing first. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying, because um, the uh, I'll put it like this. The army had the big thing in front of them, but God had to send someone in. You God had to send someone in that will have the courage to face the big thing. So even if you're not the one that has the courage to face the big thing um, in your life that may win the victory for all, sometimes God will send someone in to help you to get to the little small stuff by helping you to tackle the big thing, by helping you to tackle the big thing. 
Um, I hope I hope and pray that you understand and um, get what I'm saying. Um, if you begin to look at your life and begin to apply those different things, sometimes you will see like in your life where just different God has allowed different people to step in. You be like, man, if they wouldn't have God, if you did not send them, then Lord God, I wouldn't been able to tackle that on my own. So thank God for the people um, in your life that God sent in to help you tackle and handle the big thing so that then you can be free and open to handle the smaller things. Um, and then the, uh, it, Sometimes um, God will give you uh, some he will give you the grace to handle some big things, um, whatever, because big, it, it doesn't have like a measure or a size on it, I would say. Um, so big to you may not be big to me and um, big to uh, and vice versa. Um, and small to me may not be small to you. But this is all, this was obviously a big thing. <laughs> um, David, because um, Goliath was a giant. So the Philistines fled from the armies of Israel. They were the ones who were truly afraid. It, it exposed their fear. They were that they weren't. They were they, All their confidence was in Goliath. All their confidence was in Goliath. But David's confidence was in someone who was bigger than Goliath. David's confidence was in the God of the universe. He was in the God of Israel. That's what I mean by your confidence. Your confidence being placed in the right direction. Because they, they had their basis and, and their confidence in Goliath winning the battle for them so that they, they that they wouldn't have to fight. But uh when you come up against a uh when you come up against a big God, when you come when a problem meets a big God who has a, a workable solution, you you get victory. You get victory. And so it exposed the fact that they were truly afraid of Israel. They were afraid of Israel. When they took that thing down that they were standing behind, when they took that, they were, Goliath was their defense system. Their defense system was wiped out, wiped smooth out. He was knocked down. So when their defense system was gone, they recognized, oh, we got to get out of here or they going to get us. <laughs> oh, we got to get out of here or they going to get us. And the and Israel, Israel, them soldiers got some courage and they went after the Philistines. When that huge problem was taken care of, not only did it win the victory for David, but it, it um, David, but it won the victory for them, and it gave them the courage to go after the rest of them, to go after the rest of them. It's 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 amazing what God will use or who He will use in your life to help kind of um, build your courage up, help to help build your courage up when you see that big thing become a small thing, when you see that big thing no longer there anymore. Um, so. Um, and it's amazing who God will use sometimes. Sometimes it's the most unlikely of uh, like unlikely, unlikeliest of person. Um, you never you just never know. You got to trust God. So um, they were standing on the neck of Goliath. And when Goliath was taken down, their cowardice sprung through and Israel's confidence grew so that they chased after them. Because at first, you know, they weren't they weren't doing nothing. <laughs> they weren't doing nothing. So sometimes uh, you are going you are going to be the key ingredient that people need in order for their confidence in God to grow in order for their confidence and um, and what ability they have can grow. Sometimes you may have to be the uh, one to take down Goliath. Sometimes you may have to be the one to take down Goliath. This was not a one man show. This was a uh, this was a um, this was a joint effort in battle. This was a joint effort in battle and God had to come out there and he had to uh, he had to use someone to help build the courage of his people, um, help build the courage of his people. Um, that's not for I'm not going to say that, that that's for everybody because David was one person. Everybody isn't in Dave. Everybody isn't a, isn't um, going to uh, have the same type of uh, I would say to have the same type of experience that David had where David had to be the one to stand alone. Some people are going to be uh, in the army and they're going to need the David. So it just depends on recognizing who you are in God and uh, where God has you. And don't be afraid to embrace the David. Uh, don't be afraid to embrace the David uh, when he when when he or she comes. I would say that. And the, re and the reason why I say that is because God can use um, God can use anybody. Um, God can use anybody. Um, so that's, uh, so I'm, I'm not going to say that that's for everybody, but if you know that you're the one that God is using to stand alone, uh, in order to help, um, the army that's behind you, uh, I, I encourage your faith today. 
to I encourage your faith today to know that um, God is with you. God is with you. If you just um, stand with God and know that he's your defender and you know that he's 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 using you. Just keep standing with God. Keep standing with God. It's God that's going before you. It's God that's going to give you the strategy. It's God that's going to give you the plan. It's God that's going to implement it. And when you see that thing come together and you see how it blesses the lives of everyone that that had to that had that needed what you um, that, that needed um, what you had to face, um, it'll it'll just bless everybody. Because um, if you would continue to read in the book, not only after the armies chased, but they lifted up David on their shoulders and they they brought and carried him into the city and there was praise. The people rejoiced because the um, the, the army had won the battle. They won the battle. Um, they rejoice. They rejoice. I would say sometimes you have to be um, the key ingredient to remind people that they can do it. Sometimes you have to be the key ingredient that reminds people that they can do it. And sometimes you have to be the example. Um, and I know that sometimes it's not easy um, being the example sometimes, be, especially when you recognize that um, you do have weaknesses and you do have make mistakes and you are flawed. It's not as easy always sometimes being the example that God chooses to use. But if he's using you to be the example to show someone else that they can do it, that means that um, he knows that you can do it. He knows that you have he has equipped you with whatever you need to be able to do it. Um, so whatever you may be facing in life, if you're the one that God is using to be the example, if you're the one that's having to stand alone in the fight right now, just give God time to keep on working on you. I'm, I, and I, I believe that you'll begin to see. Um, I believe that if you just keep on trusting God, you'll begin to see how he's working it out for not only for you, but for um, people that may be connected to you. Sometimes you have to be the one that um, have to stand alone so he can work it out for your whole family, not just your um, your immediate family, but your extended blended family. Sometimes um, you have to be the one to stand alone in your company until uh, sometimes you have to be the one to stand alone in your company until uh, you 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 face whatever the you, you the solution comes for about for whatever the problem may be in order for everybody to kind of jump on board and get in there and begin to work. Have you ever um, been in a team? Um, I believe everybody has been part of a team, whether in school, whether at a job, whether uh, maybe you went to a conference or something. Have you ever been in a team and it just seemed like there was this one one problem that nobody in there could figure out? And especially for the ones who kind of like draw back if everybody is all in there. Um, and then, but the solution comes to you. And so sometimes like you have to be the one to um, step up and um, say something and be the one to kind of help the team to overcome the whole problem. And then once um, um, you have the solution that um, f um, gets over the this big old hump that nobody seems to get over, can get over, then it just kind of everything just begins to flow. Everything begins to flow smoother and everybody and it just seems like the team comes at, together as a team. So um, I would say just uh, be encouraged. Be encouraged, be encouraged, be encouraged. Uh, it's not always, you're not always going to have to experience everything alone. It's, you're not always going to have to um, be the one to experience everything alone. God knows, um, God knows what you need when you need it. And, uh, and, it'll, and it'll, it'll all come together if you just take God on your journey with you. I hope that I'm making sense and I hope that I'm encouraging your heart on today. Um, so they have this victory. They have this victory. They have this victory in the battle uh, of the battle and there's a celebration. And I'm going to go back to this point. Um, I'm going to go back to this point um, that I was kind of talking about in the beginning where they were having this celebration. But before I talk about that is I want you to remember if you listen to last week's um, talk about King David, um, we saw where um, Samuel came and anointed um, King uh, anointed David to be king. He came and anointed him to be king. And then we see where um, God kind of um, God um, allows an evil spirit to come and um, attach itself to um, Saul. And that opens up the door and opportunity for um, David to get into the royal and royal in the royal palace. Um, and then we have this other opportunity. So God's anointing and his um, and David is, is beginning to shine. David is beginning to shine in his element. But, you know, um, he's and he has favor with the king until this point, until this point. Um, this just this just kind of um, tells of the character of Saul, um, his arrogance. Um, and so um, they have this victory. And we find in, in verse seven of chapter um, 18, 
Women celebrate, and Saul hath slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands. And Saul repeats them, repeats this to uh, in verse eight. And this response, and his response, uh, it angered, it angered him, and it was displeasing to him. And we find in verse nine where uh, we find in verse nine where it tells us, uh, Saul, I David from that point forward. Have you ever had somebody to just eye you? You ain't doing nothing to cause it. You ain't doing nothing but living your life. Because uh, David wasn't doing nothing but living his life. And um, and it could have been person, a person that, you know, you were be able to connect with at first. And then all of a sudden, you just noticed that something has changed. Something has changed. Um, something has changed. And, it, and sometimes um, when you see things like that kind of occur and take place and you know that, um, you really, I'm like, you didn't do anything to cause it. Sometimes it's because you're allowing your light to shine. Um, you're allowing your light to shine. Um, and sometimes it, it it comes with a territory. It comes with a territory that you begin to kind of, uh, you begin to kind of, uh, I, ain't gonna, I ain't gonna say create enemies, but pretty much Saul became an enemy to him. Um, he began to eye David uh, from that point forward. And sometimes, and I'm not sure if at that moment, that Saul began to recognize and be like, I need to watch him because, uh, because uh, he's greater than me, or I need to watch him because uh, he uh, he recognized that he has uh, some type of a, a level of anointing that he may uh, one day step up to his place. I don't know, but I know that he started to eye him from that moment forward um, because of what was said um, concerning him versus David when they began to um, those comparisons. Uh, those comparisons. Uh, so, uh, I don't even want to get into that one. Um, the comparisons, and I don't believe that the the women meant any harm by that. Um, they would just um celebrate him. Um, so they were telling of um David's greatness. They were celebrating them both. They were celebrating them both, even though they were being both being celebrated. Um, Saul just did not like the fact that um, King Saul did not like the fact that David received a higher praise than he did. So uh, they both uh, they both um, couldn't um, Saul. I'm sorry. They both received the high praise, but Saul couldn't handle the ideal of people thinking that David was greater than him. He couldn't handle that idea. So when you're when you have when your greatness um, begins to bleed through. Don't be surprised if people you once found favor with begin to treat you with indignation. Some people are okay with you being, uh, some people are okay with you being mediocre because they receive, uh, because they receive um, high praise and no one um, really kind of, uh, maybe no one notices you or maybe you're just kind of, I don't know, but some people are okay with you being mediocre. But when you have been chosen by God, anointed for destiny, Everyone would not be able to handle it when your light begins to shine through. David's light was beginning to shine through because he was anointed by God. When you are anointed by God, your light is going to shine. Uh, he wants us to be lights in the world and everybody doesn't want to receive their light. But it's OK. You keep on shining. Um, I'm, I'm encouraging whoever may be listening to this podcast. Um, if you feel like you have to um, lessen your light, don't do it. Uh, don't do, don't lessen your light to um, appease other people. Um, it, it, and the reason why I say that is I'm going to kind of focus on that a little bit because I know that in my own life, I've, I've, um, I know that in my own life, I've kind of, um, just looking at my life throughout the years and just different parts of my life. I know that, um, personally where I've have dimmed my light to appease other people. And, and what happens is when you begin to do that, when you begin to kind of like, um, draw back and shining, um, with the way God wants you to shine is, um, first of all, um, people that need to be blessed by the light that you carry, um, aren't being blessed by it. Um, you aren't fully operating at full capacity. So it, it does cause some level of misery. Um, sometimes it opens you up to be jealous of other people, um, that are shining. And because you've dimmed your light, um, you're, you, sometimes you'll begin to focus on that person. And it's not that person it's just, you're dimming your light, you're dimming your light. And you're not living to your full capacity and you know it. And so in order to kind of overcome those things, you have to shine. You have to shine because it'll produce negative emotions in you. So in order for self-help, for self-health, 
um, in order to not block God in your life, you have to be able to uh, you have to overcome that if you do have that problem and that burden um, of just kind of like um, allowing people to kind of um, stuff you into the to a corner and try to like snuff out your light and and they and some people they don't even know that they're doing it some people are intentionally doing some people are unintentionally maybe doing it and some people just um some people may not even um some people just um, may not even recognize that they are doing it. I'm not going to say everybody in your life um, that you feel like is trying to dim your light is recognizing it. Um, but um, I would say just don't. If you have that issue, just keep praying about it to God and let him to build your confidence up. Um, build your confidence in God and he'll, he'll, he'll help you to shine like you need to shine. Um, he'll help you to shine like you need to shine. Um, because somebody needs your light. Um, somebody needs your light. Um, I'm, I, I can't reach everybody. Um, that you can reach. Uh, we may be able to reach some of the same people. I don't know where you live. I don't know. Um, but some people, they need your light. Even if they, they, they may need a, um, some people, they may need a dosage of your light and some, and five other more people, six other more people, 10 other more people. Um, but whatever it is, um, that light is shining through for a reason. So you have to give God the opportunity to allow it to shine. If David would have um, took Eliab, um, what Eliab just said to heart, and he would have backed off, um, Goliath may not have been slayed. And the, and the results might have turned out a little bit differently uh, for David. Uh, so you have to be willing to allow your light to shine. I want to encourage the person they may feel like they have to dim their light because of the words of other people or they have to dim their light because um, uh, I had a thing where I was just kind of like, you know what, uh, I just, you know, sometimes you just don't want, um, you want other people to shine, but it's like you don't want to like, um, I can't really, what am I trying to say? Um, you you dim your light to give them more room for light. Um, <laughs> and so don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, enjoy, enjoy watching other people shine. And if they don't enjoy watching you shine, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, just you keep on shining. Whatever it is that um, God has placed in you, um, you keep on shining. Um, you keep on shining. Uh, so God's presence in David's life was beginning to be manifested all the more. God was manifesting his presence in David's life. Um, God, God wants to manifest his presence in your life. Um, and when you allow your light to shine, that presence of the presence of God is being manifested. Allow God to manifest himself through you. Sometimes we look for manifestation of different things and different blessings. And the biggest blessing that we can ever manifest is the light of God. Um, that's the manifest that you manifest in his glory through you, um, allowing him to um, just kind of operate in your life as he sees fit. Because it's setting you up for blessing. It's setting you up for greatness. It's setting you up for whatever it is that God needs you to accomplish. God was setting David up for um, to for the kingship. God was setting um, David up to be a mighty leader. God was setting David up and he was doing it in front of the people because I believe he was also building the confidence of the people that David was a great leader. He was showing David off and David was uh, giving God the praise and the glory for it. Um, so when when um, you begin to shine, don't forget who's the one that is allowing you to shine. Don't forget the one whose light you are using to shine. Um, and so uh, I hope this encourages your heart. I want to I want you to know, don't worry about people who are unsettled by the ideal of you shining or having greater victory than you. As long as God has you and has called you to do the purpose that is that is in you, that's all you need. That's all you need. And I'm telling you, there is a joy that comes with fulfilling the purpose in your life. There is a joy, especially when it's time to be manifested. When it's time for purpose to be manifested in your life, it's going to be hard to sit on it. It's going to be hard to sit on it because when you begin to sit on what God has for you, are you going to invite some negative emotions? And if you want to stay away from the negativity, you're going to, it's going to be like, it'll drive your, your destiny will drive you crazy if you try to keep it in a box. I'm going to put it like that. Your destiny will drive you. The thing that was purposed in for you to do, it will drive you up the wall if you don't let it out. You have to let it out. You have to let it shine. You have to release it um, because there's a reason why it needs to be released on the earth. There is a reason why. And I can guarantee you that it's connected to blessing others, not only blessing your life, but it's also connected to blessing others who need whatever needs to be released inside of you. Uh, I'm going to keep on going. When God begins to shine, show you off, 
Hold on, let me go back a little bit. God was the one setting the stage before the people uh, to confirm the one he had anointed and appointed as king. When God begins to show you off, it's a way of establishing the people's confidence in what he has called you to do. Don't lessen your don't lessen your light to appease anyone, because if God is the greatness that's walking in you, you won't be able to hide it away, hide it anyway. It'll just start showing up. It'll start showing up and springing forth. You won't even be able to some stuff. You just you won't be able to contain or hide it. You won't. It'll just you, you'll be living your life and you you won't think nothing of it. Not realizing that little thing that you thought nothing of, God was showing you off. <laughs> you, you won't be able to hide it. You won't. And it's kind of like some sometimes uh sometimes like if you if you are a person that's like kind of dim with your light, you'll catch some stuff and you'll you'll you may have you may try to like you know what I'm gonna kinda take the back seat. But then there is some stuff, it'll just start coming out of you and start pouring out of you, and you won't be able to hide it. <laughs> you it's like you won't be able to hide it. And when you tap into that joy of just knowing that um, I'm fulfilling uh, whatever it is that God has called me to do, I'm enjoying my life. I'm enjoying the thing that God has placed within me. And I'm just watching it unfold in my life. And it's just a beautiful thing when you begin to really watch the purpose of God unfold in your life. And I'm not going to say it's going to be um, always going to be easy because if we, as you as we keep going through the story of David, you're going to see it wasn't easy for David to step into his kingship. Um, it started off, you know, with peaches and cream, you know, started off a little bit easy. He was anointed. He got to be in the royal palace. He got to uh, play the musical instrument for Saul. He got to be his armor bearer and different things like that. Uh, but uh, when Saul began to eye him, okay, when Saul began to eye him, you that 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 stepped into a change for David. Um since God is the one who creates the perfect circumstances and opportunity for us to shine, it'll start springing forth. Um, sometimes, especially if you have, um, especially if you have been um, accustomed to hiding, there are some situations that God would allow to fall into your lap that will require you to come forth because you will be the only one that can fulfill the need or the role. Sometimes God will create a circumstance in your life that you ain't gonna have no choice um but to just kind of come on up out of your come out up out of your shell come up out of your whatever you're hiding because you'll be the only he'll the only person he's gonna give the solution to is you the only person that he's gonna give the answer to the problem to is you because he's ready for you to show your light he's ready to bless your life and when god is ready to bless your life he knows how to create the perfect circumstances centered around you <laughs> To create the perfect circumstances centered around you. So I tell you something. If when God has purpose and destined you, destined you for something, you ain't gotta worry about it. And I know sometimes that worry tries to get in there and kind of try to take over. Um, after you've kind of gone through um, just a different um, enemies, after you you recognize that this is what I need to do and different things like that, then you have to get over the worry. <laughs> you have to get over the worrying. I, I know that this is what God has me to do. I'm going to keep walking in faith. Don't worry about it. Did you see how, if you went through the uh, podcast last week about David, you will see how God just began to unfold the blessings. As you begin to walk it out in God and take step by step, God will just begin to unfold the destiny in your life. You don't have to worry about it. If God said it and he spoke it, it's going to be done. <laughs> um, so um, it, as long as you keep on praying and seeking God and just keep on being open and willing to do whatever it is he, he needs you to do. I would dare say sometimes God creates or allows situations where you have to uh, get along so that the glory of God can be revealed through you. God has the opportunities for you. You just have to get busy doing, busy living, busy serving. You have no idea as to what you are doing today, how God is operating within that to create um, create the way for you. You have no idea that the thing that you may um, be frustrated about, the thing that you may be flustered about, the thing that may seem difficult and hard, the thing that um, you may seem like um, you may be enjoying, the thing that um, you may have uh, um, just kind of fell into, that may have fell into your life or whatever. You have no idea how God is using that to really just continue you about your way and how um, that thing may show up, uh, show up in your life um, time again. Um, so God has a way of just giving, presenting opportunities to you. And I thank God for the opportunities. I thank God for the opportunities that, um, come from him, come from him. I call them, uh, uh, God, God opportunities, <laughs> God opportunities, uh, because they come from God. The opportunities that come from God. Um, the world tells us, um, the word, I'm sorry. The word tells us that our gift will make room for us. Um, uh, so the word tells us that our gift will make room for us. 
Um, so David's life, um, he, he, he got a place in his life where his gift was required to rise to the occasion to meet the problem that Israel was facing. His gift was um, his, his his gift was required. He got to the point where it was required. It caused another I would say it caused another giant to spring forth in his life. And this giant wasn't a physical giant. This giant wasn't a physical giant. It was the giant of Saul. Um, I, I see um, Saul as a as a, uh, a King Saul as a giant in David's life. Um, and this giant wasn't taken down. Um, it was not taken down so easily as Goliath. Goliath, um, one one blow and done. And then he went and chopped that head off. <laughs> uh, so I would say two blows and done. <laughs> one blow and done. And, but I'm going to make sure it's a confirmed thing. And I'm going to go ahead and chop this head off. Um, so um, Saul wasn't a, uh, a, a physical giant. But he was a giant that David would have to take down. Because as we continue to go through the story of King Saul and David... Um, um, we will see where Saul was actually after David's life. Um, he was after David's life because there was a point, there comes a point where, um, Saul does realize that, uh, I believe that Saul does realize that David is king, even though he keeps pushing for his son, Jonathan to be king. And the thing about Jonathan is Jonathan had a dark heart for a heart for David. It says, the Bible says that, um, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul, uh, soul of David, uh, meaning that he loved him as his own soul. He loved him. Um, they loved each other. Um, in a, in a way that was that was pure and holy and Jonathan wanted to see David's purpose come forth um, so um, as we continue to go through the Bible series about King David uh, we'll begin to see how um, God began to just really shine forth through David because um, uh, I really don't want to get too deep into it but how there were opportunities presented to where David could have actually taken Saul out uh, on uh, different occasions but David chose rather to uh, uh, David chose rather not to do it, but he made uh, King Saul aware that I was here. I was here and I could have taken you out, but I spared your life. Um, and that um, still didn't register. That really didn't register with King Saul because King Saul still wanted to take him out. And we'll see in um, the book where um, King Saul threw a javelin at um, uh, King David a spear. And so um, I pray that you would stick with me on the series of King David um, and just see how um, David went after his purpose. He went after his call, his calling. He went after the kingship um, because that's what God had anointed him to do because he was anointed for the duty. Um, are you anointed for the duty that you are carrying out? Um, it's so important that uh, we don't try to carry out somebody else's purpose but we carry out our own purpose because when you carry out your own purpose then um, God can really begin to bless and use you in the tax that you have been um, called and anointed to do um, and so um, when we begin to live our life knowing that God is the one who orchestrates our future and he's the one that has the plans in his hands and he's the one that uh, really is carrying us our perspective on life really begins to um, develop and change to a more um, I would say a more God one and a more God perspective is a um, beautiful perspective not only is it a beautiful perspective it's also a perspective of love it's a perspective of joy it's a perspective of peace um, when you begin to usher God into your situations when you begin to usher God into your circumstances when you recognize who you are and you recognize who you are and you recognize that Lord God um, this is what you have created in me this is what um, I am destined to do and Lord God I plan to um, I, I plan to walk in and step in it as you see fit um, and I just um, and trust in God that he's going to build the confidence and um, give you whatever it is that you need as you go. Um, sometimes we get into a rush uh, when God begins to show us the plan. Sometimes they be so great and so good. And it's like, Lord God, I just want to see this thing done. I want to see it off the ground. I want to see it accomplished. I want to see it taken care of. Um, sometimes uh, sometimes I get uh, get like that. Sometimes I'm just like, God, I just want to see it. <laughs> God, I want to see it. But it's kind of like you have to put in the work. Just keep on working and keep on doing this. Keep on taking step by step. And before you know it, the thing is is going to come to pass before you know it you're going to be looking at your manifested destiny before you know it um everything that um you was uh kind of uh maybe having been worried about at the beginning it ain't gonna be so big anymore um the different things sometimes that big thing in your life that you need to take down is worry sometimes that big thing in your life that you need to take down is doubt sometimes that big thing in your life that you need to take down is fear it ain't always um in the form of um the enemy working through another person sometimes uh, it's in the uh, form of the enemy working um to uh, establish different um um things 
things in your mind that are not of God. And you have to be use the word of God in order to tackle that thing down and keep on speaking against it and speak life over yourself. I will do the thing that God has called me for. I will accomplish it. I will do the thing that God has called me for. I will do the thing that I am destined for. I will do the thing that I am purposed for. God is building it in God has been building it in me. Not only has he been building it in me, he's making it manifest in small ways. And these small things that he has been manifesting in my life would turn out to be the manifested destiny and purpose for my life. Sometimes we want blessings to manifest themselves and sometimes they do be manifesting themselves but sometimes in manifesting themselves it's requiring some work on your part it's requiring some courage on your part and it's manifesting it's manifesting it's manifesting sometimes it's a slow manifestation sometimes it's a fast manifestation sometimes it comes just like that sometimes you're gonna have to put in the work behind whatever it is that God needs you to do you just gotta walk with God and stay with them and he will begin to reveal to you the things that you need to see it's a beautiful thing when God begins to reveal things in your life and you begin to kind of um, find reason for celebration with God uh, find reason to celebrate the things that God has done in your life find reason to celebrate it and sometimes um, and I'm going to go back to um, Goliath sometimes um, problems present themselves because God wants to give you a victory sometimes uh, we say oh there's a there's a problem and oh the enemy is attacking attacking me or oh there's a problem and I'm trying to see what I did wrong and I had to yeah and that sometimes we see a problem and it's like no baby I gave you that I gave you that problem because I want to manifest my glory in your life sometimes the problems that we face aren't always the enemy sometimes the problems that we face aren't always an attack sometimes the problems that we face is because I am God is saying I am a problem solver and I need you to be the solution to manifest my glory as the problem solver sometimes we have to see things as a God thing amen sometimes we got to see it as a God thing this is okay God you have prayed allowed this to come forth in my life Lord God and I believe, Lord God, that you are going to make a way because you are a way maker. I believe, Lord God, that you are going to uh, give me the solution, the strategy, because you are a problem solver. Um, sometimes God allows different things in your life, not because he's trying to take you out, baby. No, sometimes he allows the things in your life because he's trying to manifest his glory to you. Sometimes he allows uh, problems to be manifested in your life because, hey, I'm trying to set you up for blessing. And without this problem, they won't be able to see the gift that is hidden with you sometimes um, the different um, the different challenges and the, the, the hard stuff sometimes that we have to go through is not meant to take us out is not meant to take us down it's meant to be a, 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 a thing that um, sets you up for blessing the thing that sets you up for your call and the thing that sets you up for your purpose sometimes you have to look at problems like this Lord God um, did you allow this problem to arise in my life because you're creating an opportunity for me to grow for your because you're creating an opportunity for my my gift to be exposed because you're creating an opportunity for me to be blessed because you're creating the opportunity for me to go a little bit further because you're creating an opportunity for me for for me to come out of hiding for me to come out of hiding and for you to be able to really just allow me to shine are you creating this problem for me because you know that there is something attached to this problem that's going to stir up something within me within my soul that's going to cause me to be more determined that's going to cause me to seek you more that's going to cause me to have to pray to you more god why did this problem come into my life because I know you as a problem solver when you recognize who God is and you begin to look at situations from the standpoint of God ooh, when you begin to look at things from the standpoint of okay God this has come up in my life but I know that all things work together for the good uh, all things work together for the good Romans 8 28 all things work together for the good for those who are the called according to his purpose, according to his purpose, his purpose, his purpose. If there is a problem that has presented itself in your purpose, I, I guarantee you it's because God is trying to set you up for blessing. Don't get discouraged. Don't fade away. Don't faint. Don't faint. Don't faint. Be not weary and well doing for you shall reap. You shall reap if you faint not. Don't faint. Don't faint. Baby, don't faint. You got to keep on going. You got to keep on pressing. You got to keep on striving. You got to keep on fighting. You got to keep on going. You got to keep on trusting. You got to keep on knowing who you are. You got to keep on knowing whose you are. No matter what you face in life, God is God will be there with you and for you if you would just allow him to be there for you and with you. I trust, Lord God, that you are there. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord God, for the things that you have allowed to be said on this podcast, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, a blessing over every listening ear, Lord God. 
God, that you would just begin to heal them, Lord God, that you would just um, allow them to see that you are the one that uh, has established confidence, Lord God, our confidence in you and trust in you, Lord God. Give us the faith, Lord God, to go after our destinies, the faith, Lord God, to go after our purposes, Lord God, where, Lord God, we have shown um, unconcern, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that you would get uh, open up our hearts to care about the things that you care about, Lord God. Uh, Lord God, I pray, Lord God, where there has been bitterness and resentment, Lord God, that you would take those things away, Lord God, and that you will allow us to begin to live in the life abundantly, Lord God, that you have desired for us to live in. Thank you, Lord God, for giving us opportunity and purpose. Thank you, Lord God, for giving us destiny. Thank you, Father God, for everything that you're doing, everything that you're working out. Thank you for the favor. Thank you for the love. Thank you for the peace. Thank you for the joy. Thank you, Lord God, for just everyone, Lord God, that you are blessing on today through this podcast, Father God. And I pray, Lord God, that you would just give them the strength that they need, Lord God, to see, Lord God, that you are there with them in the battle, that you are there with them in the situation, that you are there with them in whatever they may be facing, Lord God. You are a strong tower, Lord God. You are a defender, Lord God. You are everything that we need, Lord God. Thank you for going before us, Lord God, and whatever we may face, Lord God. Thank you for going before us, Lord God, and just allowing us to see, Lord God, where you have stepped, Lord God, so that we can be sure to step there, Lord God. Thank you, Father God, for allowing us to look at situations and problems differently, Lord God, as an opportunity for you to bless, Lord God, and allow us to shine. You are the great God and greatly to be praised, and there is none like you in all the earth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for manifesting it in our lives, Lord God, and allowing us to see the manifestation. Oh, glory. I can keep on praying. But I'm going to go ahead and end this podcast. Um, I pray that um, you know and you feel God's victory on today. Um, I pray that you feel and you know that you are victorious, um, victorious in Jesus Christ um, through the covering of his blood. We thank you, Lord God, for the blood that was shed for us at Calvary. We thank you, Father God, for just everything that you have worked out and everything that you're doing. Sometimes you got to make Jesus bigger than the problems that you may face. Um, and I believe that if you begin to make Jesus big in your life sometimes the problems won't appear so big um, so I believe that um, as you begin to go forward in life if you take God on your journey with you you will begin to see his manifested glory and his manifested power um, so I pray that you go forward and you be blessed on today you have just tuned in to the victoriously anointed podcast with Lynn Stacy. You can go on various podcast platforms such as Spotify, Amazon Music, Samsung Podcasts, and listen in. You can also go on Facebook or Instagram and follow at Lynn Stacy Studios. If today's podcast has been a blessing to you, please share and remember to go forward and be blessed.